Welcome to IPR Radio. I am Sanjay Mukherjee. In today's episode, we speak to Yanis Christodoulou, Managing Director, Agentis Innovations on digitalizing the animal protein industry now and into the future. Yanis is an accomplished agribusiness executive and Managing Director of Agentis Innovations, Progressus and Athene Consulting, companies that he founded since 2011. Yanis's core strengths, expertise and specialization are established in the fields of leadership, people and business development as well as in the application of digital technology in the animal protein industry. Over the last 25 years, Yanis has held a number of technical and senior leadership positions in the livestock and aquaculture farming and feed milling industries in Asia. Before starting his own business, Yanis had worked with reputed international animal nutrition companies in roles such as poultry specialist, sales professional, general manager and regional director positions covering the Asia Pacific region. He graduated from Scottish Agricultural College in poultry production and management from Y College, University of London with a BSc in animal agriculture and in 2014 obtained his postgraduate diploma in leading innovation and changes in organization from York St John University in the UK. Today Yanis is in a unique position whereby through his own organizations he directly assists agribusinesses to act on two fundamentals for achieving business success people skilling and upskilling and digital technology adoption. After the break. In the orchestra of life each creature plays a part. At Sapiens we see the web of life where the health of animals reverberates through ecosystems and societies. With innovative technologies, we're redefining the future of agribusiness, sustainably enhancing productivity and profitability. We don't just dream of a better future. We make it. Food safety, quality and security. These aren't just words. They're our mission. We're sapiens and we're committed to healthier animals because we believe in healthier living. Be a part of our melody. And together, let's compose a better world. For more information about our products and solutions, log into sapiensagree.com. Good morning, Yanis, and welcome to IPR Radio. It's wonderful to have you with us today. Good morning, uh, Sajay. It was a great pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for the invitation. And of course, a very warm welcome to all of our listeners. Thank you. In today's podcast we'll delve into the transformative intersection of technology and agriculture and explore the evolving landscape of animal produ- animal protein production from artificial intelligence powered farming practices to blockchain tracked supply chains we'll explore how digitalization is reshaping every aspect of this vital industry So my first question to you today Yanis is how would you define the concept of digitalization in the context of the animal protein industry Ah well interesting I would first say you know digitalization is not an event it's definitely a journey so if we are looking at defining a journey it's always having a starting point which is a most basic understanding of what's going on what do we refer to as digitalization and digitalization technology and where are we actually going to 
Um, now, where we're going to, it's a tough question to, to answer right now. We will hopefully through this broadcast, we're going to talk about the, this journey and the stepping stones or milestones we have towards there. But overall, you know, if we want to define what is digitalization, it's, I would say simply, it's a journey that is forces us in a way to rethink on how we do business. Um, it forces us to actually start doing business in a different way, a way that hopefully brings more revenue, uh, hopefully brings us more differentiation in what we do, but most importantly, it kind of shapes the industry to produce food in a more sustainable manner. Right, right, right. So what are some of the key technological advancements that have already impacted the, the sector, the animal protein industry? Well, I mean, uh, some critical stuff that happened and they brought us where we are today. Of course, computing technology, right? The industrial computing processing power. Uh, we have today machines or computers that are able to actually do deal with big data. They are able right. to do make sense of the big data. That's one. The other one is the development of the digital inline sensors. Sensors that allow us, sensors and actuators in a way, that allow us to generate that big data in real time and take that big data, con communicate it into these processing machines and make sense out of it. And finally, I will say the cloud technology, um, where it allows us to share that data in real time. So that's mm -hmm. three, I would say three pillars that drove the developments we see today, specifically in our industry. Right. So, Yanis, what, in your opinion, are the you know the, the key drivers or the primary drivers for this push towards uh, digitalization? We should see this massive push that the industry is going through towards digitalization. So what's pushing? I mean, what's moving it towards that direction? Uh, yeah, uh, look, uh, the drivers, I would say, are very much dependent on the maturity and the development stage of every market we are working with. If we just stay really here around in Asia, right, South and Southeast Asia more specifically, mm. what are the drivers really that uh, flourish, they help us to flourish the digitalization of the industry? First one I would say is production cost. And that forces us to think and or rethink optimization. So how do we do the best out of the capital investments we have today? We have a feed mill, how can we produce the maximum amount of feed? We have a farm. How can we produce a maximum number of eggs coming off that farm? That's the first driver. The second driver, I would say, is the need for product standardization or right. product uniformity, right? So we yeah, want absolutely. to If we go to the supermarket, if you go to the market, you don't really like to see an egg that is double A and an egg that is small B, right? We want to see right. that uniformity. As consumers, we are attracted to that uniformity. Hence, yeah. the pressure, the appearance, then the standardization of what do we buy is very important. Now, another couple of uh, initial drivers, I will say one of it is the workforce availability and workforce effectiveness. Um, one can argue and say, okay, this is part of the production cost or the production optimization. Not really. I will say, you know, uh, people are people. Workforce availability is something that our industry has been lagging off. Um, mm -hmm. You know, farming is not an easy job to do, right? Sure. Uh, sure. Our 
young generations love to work with computers, love to work with technology, yeah, yeah, yeah. love to be at the front of fashion, right? I don't think they're really born and they think, let's go and become farmers or a chicken mm -hmm. farmer or a mm -hmm. fish feed producer, right? So Absolutely. we've been struggling with that and we try as an industry to find ways to deal with it. Finally, I would say resource utilization, resource, natural resource utilization, primarily, namely grains, water, land, right? Uh, air even now, I would say, yeah. in an extent, you know, um, it's becoming more and more harder for us to get hold of this raw material we need. So, you know, how we use them, how we utilize them, the most effective way is, is actually becoming a driver today of digitalization. Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit further down the line, or for some markets that are a little bit more mature, uh, other drivers we see is really around traceability and sustainability. Yes. Okay. 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 And maybe today they are not so strong drivers, but you know it's not going to be long from today that we are going to be having the same interview, you know, sure. discussing about sure. the effects of sustain digitalization and sustainability. Right. Right. Absolutely. But you know, when there's new technology coming in, there would be challenges in implementing, there would be obstacles to the technology. So what do you think are the challenges or obstacles to the process of adopting digital technology? Ah. Is the back office ready to deal with such dynamic change and in information, right? I mean, that's a question I will ask. Um, human, the human element, um, you know, digital changing from Going into a farm, looking at the chicken, you know, touching the chicken, smelling the chicken, observing how they behave. As humans, that's what we do. Now, if we go to a farmer and say, no, you're not going to be doing this anymore. You're going to be looking at the screen, making sense of data because we have a robot that is going around doing this. That's a very big change. Um, so I, I think what we need to deal here, we need to treat this as we treat any other change in, in an organization and in a company. Um, it is a big change. We need to prepare the organization. We need, as leaders of an organization and a company, we need to think about how we implement a change management, cultural changes, organization culture, cultural changes, mm -hmm. not national cultural changes. Right, right. How do we deal with this? How we prepare it? Uh, I think it's very important. So a, a big part of being successful, being successful in implementing digitalization in an organization is managing the workforce. Secondly, is managing other stakeholders as well. I will say the the leadership too, in many ways, because as leaders, we always like to see things happen and happen fast. Um, I'm not saying digitalization cannot happen fast. It can, but is it sustainable if we push it too far, too too soon? So I think some management in terms of expectations, timelines, resources that we put behind right. it, availability, you know, stakeholder management, uh, they're all part of the challenges we are facing today. And the final one is, again, relates back to people, expertise, right? Uh, there are very few expertise around um, digitalization today. Okay, as we go along with the universities and the market is creating more and more, but today there are very few that really understand digitalization in a holistic way. Right. And we require that before we start. So I hope that kind of 
hashtag little bit on the challenges. I yeah. said a lot more, but that that's the key ones I will I will say. We'll be back after a short commercial break. That is a wake-up call against the growing shadow of antibiotic resistance over our poultry, our health, and our world. To fight this menace, Excelsio, a natural antibiotic free performance enhancer, marshals an army of bacteriophages, each engineered by evolution to engage a specific bacterial adversary. Excelsio uses a cocktail of bacteriophages that protects your flock against various strains of Salmonella, E. coli, Clostridium, Perfringens, and Staphylococcus aureus. Excelsio is more than a product. It's our shield against antimicrobial resistance. It's our stand for a safer, healthier future. For more information about our products and solutions, log into sapiensagri.com. Of course. Now, Yana, since you did mention about sustainability in the previous question, I would like to kind of ask you, how can digitalization help in ensuring sustainability and ethical practices within the industry? Because today there's a lot of push and a lot of talk, at least. I don't know how much of it is translating into reality, but there's a lot of th things that are being said about sustainability and ethical practices today. Wow. <laughs> How long do we have? Uh, okay. Very valid question. I mean, uh, it's relevant, current, and valid. Food systems are very, very complex. Our adaptive systems, they are interlinked components to it, you know. Uh, yes. It's massive. So we cannot just take a, the, the farm as an independent entity to making food. That doesn't work. For a farm to be there and to produce food, there is a more complex interlinked components that we need to take into consideration. And vitally, all of these components will really affect the human being, the health, the well-being of humans. You know, it will affect the environment. It will affect the economics. So it's a very dynamic system. When we are talking digitalization and sustainability, um, First, I would say is a fostering resource efficiency. So how do we take the resources we have available? For example, corn, soya, grains, right? Water. How do we most effectively take that and convert it to animal product? The most efficient way, right? And also now we have to consider that while we are doing that, we have to also look at the footprint we are creating by utilizing natural resources. We see a lot about soya beans and the Amazon, right? As an example, right. and deforestation. So can we actually continue to meet the demand for animal protein without having to, to, to go to extreme deforestations? Can we use what we have today available for us to supply that 10 billion population we are going to have down the road without doing more damage? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think where digitalization comes into this is really to create that transparency of the chain and the and the, the monitoring of the interlinked components of creating food in a way that they allows us to be more transparent, more traceable, more ethical on how we go about using these resources for producing animal proteins instead of something else. Of course. Uh, digitalization brings into the aspect the fair trade as well. 
Because now we know where everything goes around globally, where the movements happen, pricing, structure. So now we have a really more transparent way to look at the whole chain or the food mm -hmm. production mm -hmm. chain and be more informed about what's going on. And to be more, very specific about what I'm referring to here in terms of digital technology, I'm referring to blockchain, right? Right. Right. That's what's really going to help us to bring all of this together and start sure. making sense of how we go about producing animal protein. Absolutely. Wonderful. So can you sort of give us real life examples, maybe one or two, of innovative startups or companies that are leading the way in uh, the digitalization of the animal protein sector? Ah, look, I mean, over the years, over the, especially the last five years, I would say specifically, mm -hmm. there is... Lots of there is a big rise in tech sure. uh, startups, right? Uh, yeah, there is yeah, always yeah. There. Um, one of those is actually the company I am associated with, the Agentis mm. Innovations, and mm. I'm proud to be part of this uh, initiative because I would say we are one of the original companies in Asia that were um, put together specifically for the purpose of digitalizing our industry. So in 2011, when we started, there was really very little noise around digitalization. Yes, we had great examples from automobiles, great examples from bottling companies, right? They were all talking about overall equipment effectiveness and digitalization and big data, right? But it was that not really yet in our industry. So when we saw those good examples as a, as a group of um, experts from the industry, we thought, what a great idea for us to really learn from the other industries and try to come into our sector here and introduce some of these ideas because we can see the benefits coming through. Optimization, effectiveness, data management. So from the beginning, when we started as a company against innovations, we were very focused on feed manufacturing. Uh, for livestock, aqua, pet, and poultry. So through that initiative, we've been working now for many companies around the region, and in India included, a few companies in India as well have, we had the pleasure to work with and still working with on helping them to digitalize their, their primarily their feed mills. And now we are actually entering the farm sector. Some examples of this is process optimization, process monitoring, uh, SCADA systems, edge technology. How do we take a machine and we make 100% use of it, right? And that requires not only you know, data, it requires artificial intelligence, it requires understanding the, the, the working culture of different countries, right? The environment, right. Are in, the limitations we have to work with, namely, uh, energy, right? Electricity, electricity availability, uh, you know, everything else that we need to consider, you know, to get digitalization happening, it's on paper, it looks good. On practice, mm -hmm. it requires understanding. Yeah, and this is really the good thing about the, the new startups that are coming in. They all come with the same passion, different expertise. However, I will say we always need to have a reference point where if all of these startups can collaborate together and talk to each other to deliver the best result possible to the producers, right? There is a lot of standalone things happening today. Mm -hmm. A lot which are tempting, 
right? We all want to go in. We all want to, uh, you know, use the latest and the greatest. Right. Not everything integrates seemingly yet today. So it's yeah. one of the challenges that we didn't discuss before. And, you know, it came up now. However, mm. you know, startups are good. They bring great ideas. We do need, though, uh, companies like Agentis Innovations that do understand the industry and understand what is possible to be done to put all of this together and oversee at least the start of the process of digitalization. Right, right, Yana. So looking ahead, what trends or, or innovations do you anticipate will have the most significant impact on the digitalization of this industry in the coming year, say in the next three, four, five years? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question too here. And uh, it's, it's a question we always ask our innovation team to, to, to think about and elaborate and try to really choose what, what is that that's going to have the biggest impact in the industry in the short term and long term, right? If we look at the bucket of, of what do we think is going to be coming up, you know, definitely around the area of robotics and unmanned vehicles, Mm-hmm. That's one that is going to be related very close to our industry, you know, moving around material in the warehouse, uh, moving around finished products, right. um, you know, doing jobs that are too dangerous. So all of this, we are start going to look at robotics and unmanned vehicles. I think that's an area that is of interest to our industry a lot. Um, another area that I think is going to help us a lot in, in the industries uh, around computer vision uh, and visual reality, both of them. Okay. Not, not the same thing, it's two kind of parallel mm. technologies. Absolutely. But mm. Putting it together, I think that's where we are gonna see a lot more of this happening. You know, wearable, wearable sensors. We wear the sensor, we stand in front of the machine, we stand in front of the chicken, and we can see what's good about the chicken, what's not so good about chicken. Yeah. And in addition to that, we are going to have this beautiful uh, artificial intelligence technology, which is going to be telling us what to do with that chicken too, when and how, <laughs> right? So I think robotics, artificial intelligence, machine learning will continue to develop. Um, another area where we are going to driven in terms of the machines learning by themselves what to do better and when, and that's key as well. Um, and you know, overall, the vi- virtual reality is going to be the technologies that we rely a lot on manufacturing. Finally, I will say another exciting area is the area of um, science and sensor technology. So the mm-hmm. area whereby we will have sensors, real-time sensors, giving us information about microbial status of the animal or the finished product or things like, hey, salmonella, coccidiosis, E. coli. So all of these, we will not hopefully need the labs anymore. We will mm-hmm. not need to sacrifice the animal to go and check it out. Or even better, we will be able to detect this in a way that is too is early enough to do something about it before that infection causes economic losses and food mm-hmm. losses at the same time as well. Mm-hmm. So lots to look forward to in terms of technology. Absolutely. It's an exciting future, and uh, I'm very glad we are part of it. Great. So that's wonderful and very, very forward thinking. And as you said, very rightly, lots to look forward to. 
and Yanis, it's been a real pleasure talking to you today. Thank you for taking time out to be on this show. I'm sure our viewers will get a lot to learn from this podcast. Thank you so much. And the same here, Sajay. Thank you again for the invitation and well done for this excellent show that you are leading and, and uh, contributing to the industry with. Thank you so much. To be notified of upcoming podcasts, like and subscribe our YouTube channel at IPR Radio today.